the bell has rung. Welcome to another edition of In Ring Reality. This is our What is the Future of Becky Lynch special. I, of course, am your host, Josh Radowskis, and today I am thrilled, beyond thrilled, to be joined by a longtime friend of mine who I've wanted to collab with forever, who is also a movie buff, which is perfect for today's topic. This is Chris Cummings. Chris, how are you, man? Good, man. How are you? I'm very good. How? What time is it over there in the UK? Uh, it's 5 p.m., but wow. it's, still, it's still sunny. <laughs> okay. Well, for us, it just hit lunchtime, so we'll okay. probably have some lunch and dinner viewing going on here today <laughs> simultaneously, which will be a lot of fun. So, yeah. obviously, you're brand new to my audience because we haven't had a chance to collab before. We've known each other for years but we've never actually been on camera together. So explain who you are and how we met and what you do now for the audience that doesn't know. Yeah, so I uh, we met when I did a channel on YouTube um, talking about movies mostly and collecting uh, media and things like that. I think, um, I think that's where we met. And then uh, from there, I've gone on to do vlogs on YouTube and things. I haven't done much on YouTube for a while, um, but I do a lot of writing now. Um, and yeah, I'm a wrestling fan, a big wrestling fan for a long time, which is another thing that we have been able to talk about as friends. So, yeah. Yeah, that's why, as I said, you were the perfect fit because the original point of us doing this today was my favorite wrestler is rumored to do a Marvel film. And I thought, I need somebody to do this video with that understands both of those worlds. So, naturally, my first thought was you and I thought this would be great and since we have the ability to connect this way you know we don't have to do any work we just have to figure out each other's schedules but then of course on raw everything changed because yeah. Becky is pregnant and we won't be seeing her for quite a long time and uh, those words are very very hard for me to say out of my mouth so, um, needless to say, the last 48 hours, anybody knows me, I'm a car-carrying deadly. I was a deadly before deadlies even had a name. Um, I've been a deadly since her debut in NXT. So, you know, for me, this, for people that aren't wrestling fans, I guess they really don't understand the connection that people have with their favorite wrestlers and what they mean to them. And for me, with cerebral palsy, you know, there's so many physical challenges and mental challenges. So it's not an exaggeration to say that on many a day, I felt like Becky had saved me, you know, kept me going, kept me strong. Yeah. And um, so to face the reality, and Gene, I see you, hello. We'll get to your comments and everyone's comments. Um when we're done with the main crux of the of the podcast. But, um, you know, for me to, to, you know, now face a world where I'm not going to get to see her every week is, is really shocking from an emotional standpoint, but also, you know, obviously very joyous because this is the best possible reason for anyone to be away from the ring, you know, giving birth to, to a child. And, you know, there's nobody that I know in my life that I've been exposed to that it's more right to be a mom. 
I think, as a person than Becky Lynch. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. The news is just... Um... If there was ever a reason for somebody to step away from something that they love doing, it's uh, that's the reason, isn't it? It's like it's a huge reason. So. Yeah. So, I uh, I guess the first thing is just to talk about before we can get into what she may do. What was your because obviously there were rumors going around, but as we talked about off the air, as we were preparing the social media links to go out to everyone, there are rumors about these kind of earth-shattering things all the time. You never know what's right and what isn't. So when you actually saw Becky make that announcement to Oscar, like what was your reaction? I'll defer to my guests before I go into my own. Yeah, I mean, before the announcement was made, I, I assumed maybe it was to do with the movie um, filming or something along those lines. I wasn't sure really what the announcement was going to be. But when she made the announcement, it was, uh, I just thought the actual segment felt very real, which we don't see that sort of level of reality in wrestling. So I thought that was really a moving thing to see. I loved seeing Asuka's reaction because I'm a fan of hers as well. I think she's fantastic. Um, oh, absolutely. Absolutely she is. Yeah. But, yeah, it just felt really – it was difficult. It was difficult to watch because you could see how much Becky is going to uh, – she's giving up something that she obviously has an amazing passion for to do something else that she's going to be passionate about. But it must be unbelievably difficult to leave something while you are at the top of the company. Absolutely. Well, you know, I've said it ad nauseum, but it bears repeating. To me, Becky Lynch transcended our business that we love. I mean, she is the first superstar to be seen as that. She's on the same level as men. So when you think about wrestling history, you're going to think about Stone Cold, Hulk Hogan, Bret Hart, Ric Flair. Becky Lynch is going to be up there in terms of what she was able to do. And I think that her transitioning into this world makes a lot of sense because for people that may not know, because, you know, obviously not everybody is a number one fan of hers like we are, she actually trained to be an actress. Like as she was coming into wrestling, she took acting lessons. So this is something that she may have been preparing for from a career transition standpoint for quite a lot of time. And then, of course, she was just in Billions on Showtime with uh, creator Brian Koppelman, which, by the way, a little funny streak for those of you who caught the episode of The Bump recently, where Brian Koppelman was on there with Becky announcing the appearance. This mic, the AT2005 that I'm currently using by Audio Technica is the exact same mic that Brian Koppelman uses for his show. Okay. So I that, that was pretty darn cool. Pretty darn cool that, you know, my favorite wrestler is being interviewed by the creator of Showtime's Billions, and he's using the exact same mic as me. That that, that was pretty darn cool. That is cool. Um, so, yeah, for her, I think that this has been something and thank you for saying that by the way but for her this has been something that may have been planned for a lot longer than we know 
which is why when these Marvel rumors started happening, I was like, well, that makes perfect sense, doesn't it? I mean, who else would they want besides Becky? And I knew that, you know, eventually she was going to drop the title. No one can hold the title forever. So I thought, you know, why not do something in an industry where you can still make an impact in it and still do wrestling? I mean, we've seen it from people like John Cena. You don't have to leave the ring entirely if you decide to act. And especially at her age, because she's only 33. So now, it just, instead of it being like a fun thing, for me, it's difficult because it almost feels like this may be a permanent thing for her because of the child. Like, everyone's priority has to change, obviously, doesn't it, when you have a child. And your only thought and life your every action is driven toward them and their well-being. And when I think about that, and I think about being a mother, I just think that acting is such a less demanding career path than pro wrestling. And I just think it would allow her to be much more at peace with who she is she would still be connected with her fans, still making an impact on the world, still have a wonderful career, but she would be in far less danger for her child. And then, of course, there's, you know, the situation we're in. We're in a global pandemic right now. So <laughs> she really has to worry about being there for her child and, and being safe, which I think is probably why, I mean, obviously you can't wrestle when you're pregnant, but she could have still been a TV presence. But I think that's probably the biggest reason that she's not even going to be a TV presence. Like as soon as she knew pretty much, because she knew latter part of April right after WrestleMania. Uh, so I think as soon as she knew, she made the decision, like I can't be here because of the situation that we are in in the world. So it it just, it leaves way more questions and answers. And I guess for me, the only comfort that I have, and I want to get your thoughts on this, obviously, that's why you're here. But for me, the only comfort that I have is she knows what's best for her. So whatever she does next, I just have to adjust to the way that I support her and yeah. support her family. So if you're in her shoes, what would you do? Like, well, yeah. I mean, like you said, it doesn't mean necessarily like with John Cena, he's um, transcended into film, but he still makes appearances. I could see Becky maybe after a year or two, maybe making it a part-time sort of situation where she wrestles a limited schedule and still is able to, um, make movies and stuff. Maybe that's where it'll go. I'm not sure. Uh, but I think, like you said, it def- she definitely needs to think about the child and herself and being healthy at the moment. Uh, the same with with Seth, uh, which we spoke about earlier on. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to that now. You know, every everything changes for him because it's one thing to be riding a hot wave with this character, but now your wife is pregnant. And I call her, I call her his wife because he calls her his wife. I mean, they were supposed to already be married now, 
because, but uh, they were supposed to already be married now. Sorry. But because of everything that's going on, they obviously are not because they want their family there with them. But, you know, they, they are very much intertwined. And now Seth is a father. So, you know, in normal circumstances, plenty of people can be on the road and be a father. Like they, they knew this business, they know this business like the back of their hand. So I'm sure they were comfortable being parents and still being active wrestlers. Yeah. But now, until this situation is over, Seth probably needs to be at home and making sure his wife and child have their father. And, you know, because the longer he wrestles, the more he's at risk. Even though the performance center is as safe an environment as anyone can be in, you just, you never know because people are carriers of the pandemic without even knowing that they are. So you, you just, you don't know what you're exposed to. So to me, that changes everything for him. But as we said with Becky, knowing what's best for her, he knows what's best for him. I mean, they've had countless conversations, obviously, already about all this. So I'm sure that whatever the plan is, it'll be fine. But for you, are you seeing this like as a sooner or later thing for him? Like how how much longer do you see him going? Oh. I would hope it isn't long. I would hope because I know with pregnancy, it can affect your immune system and, and things of that nature. And I think uh, well, that, that's something that's personal to them that they would have, I would imagine they'd be speaking about all the time. Um, but then with Seth being a pro wrestler and knowing how wrestlers are historically about um, the loyalty to the company and, and things like that, uh, it's it's kind of worrying. I'm a I'm a bit worried for him, but I hope I hope it's sooner, for the sake of Becky and the child, really. But I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, for me, it's just as I process all this. I mean, I literally said to you off the air, like, thank you for the therapy session today, because that's what it is for for me, with with how much she means to me and him by extension. This is a live therapy session with a friend. <laughs> but, you know, for me, as I process all of this, I just think about my only focus is them and their safety. So I I hope that he puts that before anything else. I mean, his career is not over. I mean, it's not over. But he has to look at the world and think, I have to make sure that my child has a father that isn't ill right now and then once we get past all that then i can decide okay what's my wife comfortable with what am i comfortable with what are the what's the company comfortable with but you know he has to be laser focused right now on the immediate that's how i look at it yeah yeah i agree so let's have some fun and and try try to to put a positive spin on this because as we mentioned the original reason that we got together was the awesome rumors that Becky had been cast in the MCU. So when I think about that, I think, wow, like I said earlier, there's nobody more perfect for that than Becky. 
I, I think she's, she just screams comic book character. So I asked you as we were setting this up, and I always try to defer to my guests as much as possible before I give my own opinions. I asked you to come up with a list of a few roles that you would like to see her play if these rumors are true. So why don't you go ahead and share that with us? Okay, now there's a few. Um, that I go back and forth on, but one of them stands out to me for some reason more than others, and it isn't even a role that we've ever seen in the MCU or even in a Marvel movie. Uh, and it's Elsa Bloodstone uh, was in the Marvel comics. She, she was in uh, some Avengers books, and she was in A-Force and the Marvel Monsters. And she's sort of a red-haired, fiery-headed vampire hunter character who... I saw a picture of her when I was flicking around to try and think who I'd cast Becky as. And it just really stood out to me. Like, if they were to do another Avengers film and they wanted a new, fresh, interesting character, this character really stood out as something. She's got that sort of edge that Becky does so well in wrestling that they could really use um, in the movies. So that one, to me, stands out a lot. I don't know if that... Is a character people are even that aware of, but I, I was not. When when you mentioned that character, my brain went, "Okay, who is that?" <laughs> yeah. But I I love the idea of it, and you know, as you were describing the character, they're doing Blade, they're bringing Blade in the MCU, so that world of vampires is not going to be, you know, a foreign world no. by the time by that time, so. That that makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense, and she definitely needs to bring that that over the top man persona, at least at first, into whoever she plays. I would think so. It that that role actually does make a lot of sense. Any others? Well, I was thinking as well about people from the X Men. Um. Because I think she'd fit really well in, in, in the X-Men. But I'm, I was struggling to pick a specific character. I know you actually off-camera mentioned the character I was thinking of. Yes. So, I'll, so I won't go into that one because I think, yeah, I don't want us to both say the same one. Yeah, who, well, no, we, can, you we, we can definitely do that. I mean, the whole, the whole point of going live is to not really prepare and have the show be off the cuff as we can. So we're going to have different opinions, even if we mention the same character. So you can go ahead. Okay. Well, it, it was, it was Jean Grey. Um, who, I don't know if I, I think she's around the same age as, as Becky in my head. Uh, and I've been really wanting them to bring the X-Men into the MCU. Um, but I didn't want them to cast any of the same actors who's pl who have played the X Men before. I just think Becky would be perfect in that role. And when you uh, look at the history, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's but when good. you when you look at the history of what Kevin Feige has done, how he always does his own thing and tries not to be reliant on things that have been done in the past. If there are going to be X Men in the MCU, which Let's be real. They're going to be X-Men in the MCU. <laughs> but when that time comes, it's going to be a completely different continuity and cast. Yeah. So Jean Grey is too big of a character to not be seen. So I, I can definitely 
see them doing that. The only issue that I have with Jean Grey, like Jean Grey was actually number three on my list of names that I was going to mention, simply because the biggest issue with Jean Grey is that we have had so many incarnations of Jean in recent years. And Jean's number one story is Dark Phoenix. So every time you see Jean Grey on screen, you're like, when are they going to do Dark Phoenix? When are they going to do Dark Phoenix? And and every time we've gotten Dark Phoenix on the big screen, it hasn't gone well. Hasn't gone well. So I could see them maybe looking at that and like, we need at least six, seven years before we can we can look at that again. And so that makes me wonder, are they going to try and find a way to either not bring Gene in right away or prolong the character in the comics before she becomes Dark Phoenix? Like we could see more of her developing her powers, more of her being a teacher, you know, a lot like they did in the original X-Men, the animated series. Yeah. If they were to cast Gene. But yeah, Gene definitely stands out for sure as a choice. So I I don't disagree with you there. But I think just because of the troublesome nature of the character, maybe that's not who they're looking at. But I mean, we don't know. That's why we're here having fun speculating. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I see what you mean about them them not. I don't think they're going to go and do another a solo film for that character for a long while. So yeah, I, I understand what you mean. Yeah, because they did it in um, in X Men: Days of Future Past, and then they tried to do it again with the Dark Feet. Uh, no, sorry, not not Days of Future Past. What what was the one? Or the oh X Men Three, of course, the worst yeah. X Men of all time. Um, yeah. They did X- in an X Men Three, and then they did it with Dark Phoenix, the solo film, and. Neither one were were done well. No. The only incarnation of Dark Phoenix that's ever been done well on screen is X-Men the Animated Series. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So it, it, it's a little bit problematic from that standpoint. So before I get on to my picks and, and see how you would feel about them, are there any others? Because I actually I thought a lot about this. I have three. That I think, well, I mentioned the one. So I'm yeah. Two now, but. No, I kind of got down to those two. And then I, with the Vampire Hunter character, I was very fixed on that then. I spent a long time, because I wasn't overly familiar with the character anyway. So I spent a lot of time then reading about it and trying to get into my head whether it would work. So for well, me, that's. Go ahead and expand more on it. I mean, sell it to the people. Well, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think more about the character. I mean, I've read some of the Marvel Monsters series um, where the character appeared, but if they were to bring Blade into the MCU, I think it'd work really well. I don't, I don't believe Blade and the Elsa character actually appeared together, but they don't have to. If it's the Avengers, they can appear together just in the Avengers. So, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know if I'd be able to sell it. It's a very un. Unknown character, I think, generally. Even I wasn't overly familiar. But I do think bringing a vampire hunter into the Marvel Universe is appealing to me anyway. I think that sounds cool. 
It's very appealing, very appealing. And the thing is, it doesn't necessarily, like we say MCU as we know it, because that is the MCU, but it doesn't, with played, it doesn't necessarily have to be the MCU. It could just be, you know, Blade standing on his own. So they, yeah. they're even more open to however they want to use those characters. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so that's a really interesting choice. Okay, so here are my two. And this first one is one that maybe not a lot of people are familiar with, but when I say who she's the daughter of, it probably will click for you. But um, Banshee has a daughter, and her daughter's name is Siren. And if you've ever seen a picture of Siren, you would know that that looks absolutely like a certain last kicker. Like, it's just like she was drawn on to the comic book page with Siren. So I, I think that with Banshee and her powers, and then subsequently Siren with those same powers fighting against Banshee, it'd just be a cool dynamic that we haven't seen before. Yeah, I like that. That's interesting. And then my number one choice actually was because I can't really expand too much on Siren for because it's a very comic-centric character. So I could spend 30 minutes explaining how Siren works, but it's just kind of one of those things you have to see on the big screen in order for it to make sense. But this first choice, and actually I just I just as I'm going, I thought of like a real dark horse choice. I can get into that as well. But um, the first choice that I came up with was actually not a movie role, but something that could still be in the MCU because it's something that we actually know is coming. We just don't know when or how because of everything going on right now. But it was announced a couple of Comic Cons ago, and that is they are bringing She Hulk to Disney Plus. And when you think of She-Hulk, and there's two elements to that character. There's the everyday lawyer who doesn't take off. And then, of course, there, there is the when she hawks up, She-Hulk character, which obviously requires a lot of physicality and a lot of brutality. And I just, I could, the more I thought about this, I thought about Becky in a courtroom, you know, going off, standing up for what's right, and like, you won't like me when I'm angry. I mean, she all doesn't use that line, but that, of course, is the line that everybody is familiar with when they think of Hulk. Like, her doing it, you won't like me when I'm angry, and, and having that green, and that green flashes really well with the red hair, which, again, She-Hulk has a lot of red hair. She's been written, um, drawn with a lot of red hair in the past. So, yeah, I, I just, I feel like if they're going to do She-Hulk, I mean, people are talking about Rhonda. Well, who, who needs Rhonda for She-Hulk when you've got Becky there that can play her? So I just, I feel like that if I'm Kevin Feige and I, I need a She-Hulk, Becky Lynch is the first name I think of. Yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of that idea. I love that idea. I'd love to see her as She-Hulk. 
Yeah. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that I'm not the only one who thinks that. Um, and, you know, the interaction between her and Mark Ruffalo, if they go in that direction, would be a lot of fun as well. Yeah, it would. I'd like that. Because I would imagine eventually with the series characters, we would perhaps see those in films in the future. I imagine yeah. that's where they're going to go. Yeah, they did. They did say that that the Marvel series are going to be in continuity with the films. Yeah, and they did say there's going to be elements of the series that tie directly into future films. So I, I definitely think it is a possibility. Yeah. Ooh, I like it. So the other name that as I was like literally as I was talking about she all goes like ooh. And that, that's another one that would work more for a TV side of things, I think, unless they decide to do like more of like a Deadpool type of film where it would stand completely on its own. Because it's not exactly family friendly, but it's funny as heck. And Becky's sense of humor is like off the charts. So Squirrel, uh, squirrel Girl. As soon as, soon as I thought of Squirrel Girl, I, or Squirrel Girl, that's a hard word to say, Squirrel. But as soon as I thought of that character, I was like, ooh, that is cool. Because she has that, you know, sarcastic nature about her to begin with. And then, you know, she would be sassy and, and you know, just be everything that that off-the-wall character is and just have a blast with it. Like, I would think she would just have a blast with it. Yeah, that's a good one. I love I love the Squirrel Girl comics. I'm a big fan of those comics. Uh, I think she'd be a good pick for someone to bring humor into it. I think Becky would work really well because I think she's got a very, I think she's got a real comical side that would work. Yeah, she absolutely. I mean, her sense of humor is off the charts. Like, no, you're not going to call security a stupid dope like you know the the way that she cuts those promos like it's just tailor-made for somebody like school girl squirrel girl God, yeah. i don't know why that's so difficult for me to say today i've said it hundreds of times when i'm not live but yeah i i the more i think about that i'm like maybe it's that instead of she hulk <laughs> because yeah. i could just see becky looking at it like what can i show my whole personality with and that that people have wanted that character for years and the thing that might be the real knowledgeable people that are going to see this because uh this is also being repurposed i forgot to mention it but this will be the only episode of enemy reality ever to also be repurposed on my main film and tv channel because of this part of the discussion so for the real you know people in the know they might be thinking well Josh, Chris, Squirrel Girl doesn't have red hair. Like, Becky can't play her. Ah, but see, that's my friends. That is where you're incorrect because a lot of people don't remember, but Becky didn't always have the fiery red-orange hair. Her natural color is a brunette, which that's the way Squirrel Girl is written in the comics. Yeah. So it could work from that standpoint as well. So I... I just, I really like that idea. Like, the more I talk about it, the more I'm talking myself into it. Like, she would be awesome in that role. Absolutely awesome. Yeah, I'd like to see that. So, um, what, besides the MCU, which, of course, was the rumor, 
if you're Becky and you're looking at an acting career, do you look at it more of a standpoint of, of trying to stay what you're good at? Or do you immediately go for roles that would expand yourself as a personality? Like how do you see her being a female version of The Rock at first? Or do you see her being, no, I'm going to play, you know, a dramatic character that has nothing to do with physicality just to prove I can do it. Like how, how do you think she might be thinking about this move? Yeah. I, I could see her doing um, a lot of big blockbuster roles to begin with, like the rock, but I would like to see her um, do what no one else has really done this. When they've come from wrestling, most people have gone into action or sci-fi. I think Becky could really do something different. I'd like to see her do comedy. I'd like to see her do drama. Um, Which is, again, why Squirrel Girl, like, as soon as I said that, that's, like, so different than anything we've ever seen a wrestler do. So, yeah, I I agree with that. Did you have a chance to see the Marine Six Close Quarters? Like, I know that the WWE studio films are not usually high up on people's priority (laughs) lists, but... As soon as I found out she was going to be in a film, I was like, okay, well, I have to check this out. And she did a wonderful job as Maddie Hayes. And I think when you look at the Maddie Hayes character, you see a lot of elements of what eventually became the man on TV. So, you know, she can definitely, you know, show a different side of herself as well. So I think that, she can work as a lead. She can work as a side. You know, to me, it's just endless. But did you have a chance to see the Manny Hayes role at all? Yeah. Yeah, I did see that. I thought she did really, really well. I enjoyed it. And her her and Shawn Michaels having a kayfabe fight, it's like, come on. that That's like every wrestling fan's uh, dream there. For, like when you think about if you're going to see an intergender match, you think of Becky Lynch and John Michaels, like it's a dream match. <laughs> yeah. And then of course, um, I just saw something in the comments, and like I said, I will put the comments on screen at the end of the show and, and give them their proper time. But I saw something in the comments where Jean just reminded me that she actually before she got to try on NXT, she actually kind of, for lack of a better way to put it, fibbleted and worked as a stunt woman. And she was on the TV show Vikings. So she already has that experience being on an action TV show as well, which could very much lend her to whatever that future is. Yeah, interesting. I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, you you can find that footage. It was very short because she was only on there for, I think maybe she had intended on making it a career, and then somebody said to her, you know, you should go and try out. But because of her injury, she'd been away from the ring for so long. And her mother kind of talked her out of it. So she had to build herself back up psychologically to, can I still do this? But at the time, she was planning on making stunt work a career. But it didn't last very long before she made the decision to go do the NXT tryout. But, yeah, you can find clips i can't remember how many episodes there is but there if you look back at the um at it was either ww24 which i think 
that's what it was. It was WWE 24 Becky Lynch. Or it may have been when they were interviewing her about Billions and showing her acting history. But one of the two, you can clearly see footage of her in Vikings. So if you just Google when you're done here, listeners and viewers, and Chris, if you just Google Becky Lynch Vikings, it'll come up. Cool. I'll do that. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, she just basically does the Xena warrior princess or, you know, finish scaring Wonder Woman yell and just kicks butt, but it, it's a lot of fun. Nice. I would like to see her in DC as well. I I, I think she would be great, Themyscira. Like, I could definitely see her as a Amazonian. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Maybe if they do something in that world, because there was talk from Stephanie, uh, oh, why am I blanking on her name? Um, the director of Wonder Woman, help me out. Um, oh, I've forgotten her name. Oh, yeah, but I there was, I know who you mean, but. Yes, well, th- there was talk from her of doing a film that would be more of a prequel where they would show that world of Themyscira more than just focusing on Wonder Woman. Yeah. So I uh, the, I just think about that and I'm like, wow, that could really be interesting. Like she could definitely be like, get, get out of my way, Diana. Like you don't belong here anymore. You don't even, she could pull a, she could pull a, um, uh, uh, um, Bianca Belair, you don't even go here, <laughs> you know. Like I could, I I can almost see that now. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, I could see her landing a role <clears throat> like that and doing a long term series. That'd be nice. I'd like to see her being able to explore a character for longer than just a movie. I'd like that. That'd be yeah. Cool. The more I think about it, the more I think about her on TV, and the people at Billions love her, as we said. So I could see maybe them. You know, figuring out a way, even though she's already been kayfabe on the show with Becky Lynch. Like, maybe they could figure out a way of making her Becky Peterson or, you know, somebody else and, and create a character for her. I think I think that would be a lot of fun because she's very believable as a lawyer, which, again, why I said She-Hulk. She just fits right into that corporate world, I think, a lot. Well, that's about all that I had on my list of things that I wanted to talk about today. So is there anything else that you would like to say to the the people before I get into uh, comment, uh, the comments from our live video session here? Or just, you know, I guess I should just ask you just to be a, a gracious friend and a gracious host. You, you and your wife are okay right with all this going on yeah i mean it's it's tough for everybody um so we're just trying to get through it like everybody else it's it's difficult but things like this honestly talking with friends about things that we enjoy is is um definitely helps so i do appreciate you having me on Um, well i i love having you on i know it's difficult because you are in the uk but you know as long as we do these morning times this seemed to work out fairly well or morning or 
early afternoon for me. So anytime yeah. you want to come back and chat, or if you ever decide to get back in to creative, like I'm going to explain StreamYard to you because I know this is the first time you used it. But I know one of the bigger reasons you mentioned before you stepping away was, well, for one, there was that mess with, with the law and, and saying, you know, that things could yeah. be foreseen as kids, but that has definitely calmed down a lot. So YouTube is safe to create on again, but just, you know, you could do stuff like this. You, you don't have to edit. You can just go live and interact directly with people and, and your computer doesn't have to do any of the work. I mean, this, this is the best to me. Live, live, live video is the best. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll be considering it. It's, it seems to have worked really well. It was easy. So you'll have to let me know how to do it. Yes, I will. De we'll definitely go over that as, as we sign off here. But yeah, anytime you want to come back and chat or if you ever do get back into your own creative work or, you know, like I wanted to write with you, um, you'll go into that as we sign off. Like you actually have your own, you know, geek centric website. So I wanted to write with you on that. But, you know, for me physically, it's a little bit difficult um, because I type so slow. If I hand type out an article, it would take like five or six hours, and that's without even being able to proofread it. So it, it just becomes a bit difficult. And I used voice dictation software when I was writing for uh, Geeky.com. That's what I that's what I used. But that voice dictation software hasn't worked in quite some time. So yeah. that's that's the unfortunate thing for me that's why i wasn't able to jump on that but i do enjoy that world of writing because it's basically like making a video except you don't have to worry about people's attention spans like they can come back and read an article in whatever stages they want so yeah. you can you can make as long an article as you're allowed to by whoever is setting it up so that world is a lot of fun like i still remember the review i did for breaking the the chris jericho dvd Breaking that down. Oh, yeah. that, that was so much fun to write that. And I also did a couple of columns for a Smart Out Moment. Like I did one on why people should stop clamoring for CM Bonk because he doesn't want to be here. So, you know, writing is a lot of fun. So maybe someday I'll be able to find a way to get back into it. Yeah, I hope so. So anytime that you're able to do that, just let me know. We can do we can do that together. I, I love writing. It's that's what a lot of my time's been going on um, lately. So, but I do want to get back to making videos. So we'll see. Well, it, it also is a thing for me where if I'm if I do put something together, it it's a lot of work on the editor's shoulders. Which I don't know if that would be you specifically or if you have someone hired. But like when I write, I just write like I talk. Like I was never because of my physical disability and because I came into what they call mainstream schooling a lot later in life, I was never really taught like how to write well because I can't physically write. So I really yeah. struggle with punctuation and spelling and things of that nature. So if I never get a writing job, it's always difficult because the editors don't want to do that much work when it comes to my stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's not that's not that's on them though. They should be doing the work. That's what they're there to do. I, I've edited people's stuff plenty of times. It never bothers me. Something I kind of enjoy, so that would never be an issue. So okay, cool. That's that's good to know. So I will definitely definitely consider it because you know sometimes you have video ideas but you don't know how well that 
people are going to respond to them, but writing an article about it might surprise you every yeah. once in a while. So, yeah. So, Gina's been here this whole time and been really patient. I really appreciate her doing that. She's one of my dearest, deadly friends. So, I'm going to put all her comments here on the screen and we're going to respond to them one by one. Cool. So, first of all, she just says, Hi, Josh and Chris. So, hi, Gene. Hi, Gene. Then she says, I was a deadly two to when she debuted, and I was a Seth fan since 2005. So she's a, another very old school fan of Becky and Seth. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Then she says, Becky and Seth helped me fight every day because I battle cancer and stage four and MS. Yeah, I know that we have that in common, me with uh, cerebral palsy and, and you with that gene. That's why we bonded. And, and those... Again, like we talked about before, people just don't understand how people that don't even know you just by being a part of your life can really help you out a lot just by being a good person. Like I I still pinch myself. I've gotten three interactions from Becky on social media, and that that is something that not a lot of people can say. So I, I, I count myself very, very lucky in, in that regard. And I just, I know that whenever I'm in a dark place, I just watch her matches or watch her documentaries and it just lifts me up. And and Seth, Seth is a great person too. Like I remember watching him way back when he was Tyler Black in ROH. Like I've been watching his career for what feels like, God, a decade <laughs> yeah. or more. So yeah, he, he's a wonderful individual as well. And he's so driven. Like he has the school the where he trains young wrestlers. Like he's already had his foot in like what is my future gonna be when when I step away as well. So you know he's he's a great person and I you know I have told everybody this besides you because I haven't had a chance to talk to you. But I think you know just know this from my social media probably I shipped the two of them before they ever became public knowledge. Like I always thought that they would be perfect for each other just yeah. because they seemed so close to begin with. Like they were spending so much time together to begin with. I'm like, just get together, you guys. <laughs> like clearly there's something there. So yeah. I'm I'm very happy that they're together. I, I think they complement each other so well. I feel like they're they're a male and female version of each other. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. I like it. What's your favorite uh, Seth match since we're on, we're on Seth? Do you have one? Oh, I'm, I'm a, I really like Seth. I've been watching him since Ring of Honor as well. Uh, it's so hard. One that just stood out in my head, I don't know if it's my favorite, but you remember the match he had on Raw a couple of years ago where they opened Raw and it was a gauntlet match and he wrestled for maybe an hour? Yes. Because that, that was the match where I was like, because you see, you know, these idiots – on social media all the time, like, oh, Seth can't wrestle. He's just been pushed down our throats because the company mm. likes him. Like, that match, to me, was like, you still think he can't wrestle? Yeah. Like, that was the first time, I think, that he had a chance to show, like, what he used to do on the indies against guys like Punk and Brian and, and Joe. Yeah. On on the main roster. Yeah. yeah. Definitely, yeah. 
I love that match. I've watched it a few times. I always go back to it. So that's that's one of them. I, I do like it. Do you have a favorite Seth match? I the favorite Seth match. I I was actually there for his final ROH match. So wow. Yeah. So sentimentally, that is one of my favorites. Um, yeah. But from a from bell to bell, I just think the match that he had with Sting, even though it ended in a bad way. Yeah. The match that he had with Sting was one that I really had a special connection to because I was a WCW guy back in the day. I was a huge WCW fan, and that was one of my dream matches. It's like, well, Raz, Josh, that'll never happen. That That's never going to happen. And then it did. So that, that was really cool. Um, and then the other one, I think, probably – it's just, and this is cliche, but it's true. You know, all the matches that he had as part of the Shield. I thought that yeah. the Shield is just the way that they complemented each other was just was awesome. And then, of course, his his cash in at WrestleMania, like who can forget that? One of the greatest moments in wrestling history. Like I yeah. never like as as silly as it is, because you know the concept of Money in the Bank. Your brain just doesn't think, oh, somebody's going to cash in during a match at some point, let alone at WrestleMania. It's just like, <laughs> so yeah. that that was that was so dang cool. And I'll always remember that. Um, so, yeah, I could really go on. Like, maybe we should just do another show about favorite Becky and Seth matches. Because, <laughs> yeah. because I could really go on forever about that. But. Yeah, those those are the ones that just stick out in my mind. I also really like when he won the NXT title when he was the first NXT champion against Gender. I I because that's the first time I looked at Gender. Granted, he was in there with Seth, but that was the first time I looked at him and I was like, he's not too bad. He's actually really really talented. Yeah. So I I really enjoyed that match as well. Um. I think just the dynamic that he had as Tyler Black, like that was like the precursor to a lot of what we've seen in the authority and a lot of what we see now from the Messiah. So those times are very nostalgic yeah. as well. He's always had those layers to his character. Like people were shocked when he turned on the shield, like people thought it was going to be Dean, but I, in the back of my mind, I was like, nah, nah, it's, it's going to be sad. Because I knew how Seth would work as a heel. I'd seen him do it yeah. plenty of times. So, yeah, I, I thought that was that was uh, really cool when that happened. So, yeah, those are some of mine. Uh, so, let's continue with the live comments here. Okay. Got a little bit of a sidetrack there. But, hey, we're having fun. Uh, Gene says TV series really fits her. Well, again, we, we agree with that. We ended up going more into to that more than the films because we look at Becky more of a character driven actress. So I think we agree with you there. Yeah, definitely. And then this is the one that I already talked about where she reminded me she was also in the Vikings TV show. So thank you for that, Jean. And then she says it was Becky 24 that I was thinking okay. of where they show the clip of Vikings, so yeah, thank you for that. Yeah. I, I I've seen that documentary so many times, and I've seen all her interviews 
that she's ever done and every part listen to every podcast she's ever done so everything just kind of just is floating around up there and i don't remember like what's from what so yeah it's thank i appreciate that Jean. um and then i think she thought that i didn't see the first comment so she just reiterates that it was becky 24 where she talked about that and then the last comment that we have here is uh in 2005 i met mark merrick brave and seth was tacting that i saw live i'm not sure who who's she talking about it's his tacting partner there i'm not i don't I'm not really sure. remember that name no but that's really cool that you met him as far back as 2005 that's that's pretty sweet yeah that, that, that was cool. that was a long long time ago yeah. so yeah you do have a special connection with seth there gene i i really do appreciate that you sharing that what are some of your favorite experiences again gene just helping the flow of a conversation here what are some of your have you had a chance to meet wrestlers in the past like do you have some favorite experiences with that yeah, so we didn't. We don't get as much um, wrestling here because they don't. <clears throat> they don't come here as much. I've seen. I've met a few British wrestlers. Um, we got to see people like Pete Dunne and Jack Gallagher and people before they ever turned up in WWE, which was always cool. Um, but as far as big names, I remember meeting Sean Waltman, X Pac, back in I believe in the nineteen ninety nine. That's um, cool. That is cool. And he was a nice guy. That was during his DX run, and I was a big fan. Uh, very, very cool. But apart from that, I haven't really met anybody. I'd love to meet uh, more people. I'd love to meet Mick Foley. Um, yeah, there's lots of people I'd like to meet one day, but uh, we'll see. What, I know that you've – have you met a few people? Have you met anybody? I, I, I wouldn't say met, but, you know, I've had interaction with yeah. a few people because I, I, uh, I used to work in the Indies. For like a bear, and when I say Indies, I mean like very, very, very local. Like it never left Dayton, Ohio, just because of my situation. But I, I booked for a while there, and I was also manager for a while there. So I've met, you know, people like uh, uh, uh God, I can't remember his first name. My brain is, is going, but it's the guy that was on Tough Enough that everybody thought that he was going to be like the guy and then he got him put his foot in his mouth about Trish and then got kicked off like within the first round. Oh, oh I cannot remember his name. But yeah, I worked with him. Okay. Um, I worked with Austin Aries once. Oh, wow. Um, which he, the stories about him are true. And that's all I'm going to say about that because I don't <laughs> want this to turn into a negative show. Yeah. We'll talk more about that on the air off the air but i so i worked with him who else brian kendrick worked one show wow. so that was cool he, he was he's a good guy um but yeah i've never had a chance though to meet wrestlers from that i've really looked up to like i've never had that interaction with um oh what am i talking about of course i have john cena yeah, really? I, because um, John Cena actually started out in OVW. OVW was the developmental system before uh, FCW slash yeah. NXT, and um, he started out there. So I had 
when I had a van with a lift and I could go places, I used to go to OVW shows all the time. So I remember very distinctly having a couple of interactions with Prototype. Like nothing that he would remember, most likely. But, you know, because that was so long ago. Yeah. yeah it, that, I have had a couple of interactions with him. But, the, you know, the, unfortunately for me, there's nothing. It When I had interactions with the wrestlers, it was before the days of a cell phone or, you know, digital photos becoming an easy thing. Yeah. So there's not really any pictures that I can share because people have been asking me for like ever since I started YouTube, they've been asking me for pictures and um, unfortunately there aren't any. So that's when I say that is my biggest dream and my biggest life goal to meet Becky. That's why, because if I want proof of meeting anybody, it's, you know, her. Yeah. And then, of course, Chris Jericho as well has always been my favorite male superstar of all time. Gene, with a couple more comments here. Um, I really appreciate you interacting so much, Gene. It's awesome. So 2005, he was Tyler Black before he became Seth. Yeah, we talked about that. Um, I think I skipped one on accident. Oh, yeah, I did. Mark Brave is his business partner from Black and Brave. Oh, of course he is. Of course he is. Where the heck is my brain? That's his business partner from his school, um, Black and Brave, his wrestling school. So he met them way back in 2005. So you met them like at the genesis of the school. So that's really freaking cool, Gene. That's awesome. I love hearing that. Yeah, that's Um, cool. And then she says, met John Cena. have an autograph from his movie 12 Rounds. Oh, that is awesome. Because that, that's one of the few uh, movies from besides Marine Six Close Quarters that I actually really like from WWE Films. 12 Rounds was pretty cool. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's really cool. They got a chance to have that interaction with him. Um, just before we get off here, because we're about at the hour mark, which is, I'm so grateful for Gene because we were able to stretch this out to an hour. I was like, oh, are we going to have a really short show here? But this is, no, it's been great. Um, But I didn't have a chance to ask you, who are your favorite wrestlers of all time? Ooh, I always go down to two people from the past, Mick Foley and Randy Savage, my two favorites of all time. Um, Yeah, I always go back to those two. I have so many memories. Uh, I remember Mick Foley coming to about half an hour away from where I live, back when his first book came out. And uh, I didn't get to go and see him. And I regretted that because <laughs> he was doing a signing. But Oh, man. That, yeah, that's that sucks. You have something in common with uh, Becky then, because Mick was the reason Becky got into wrestling. Yeah, I actually saw a tweet. I think it was last night or today or something, where she tweeted to Mick. I thought that was really Yeah, nice. Mick tweeted to her congratulating her and talking about a story because I guess Mick helped hook her up with a child that, you know, was kind of sick or needed encouragement from her because she's her favorite. So they were talking about that. And then of course the pregnancy news broke, but yeah, they've interacted a few times. And I believe Mick said in that tweet, I believe he said, that's the greatest compliment that anyone's ever given me when she was talking about, you know, you're the reason I wanted to start this whole crazy life. Yeah. So 
yeah, I, I don't blame him for that. That is a huge compliment. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Mick, Mick is awesome. And, uh, of course, who, who can forget those feuds that he had with The Rock and Undertaker? My, I mean, my goodness. Yeah. So, yeah, so, just, I'd love to see one of his stand-up shows. I think he oh, seems good. like a nice guy. Oh, yeah. His stand-up show is great. The one that they have on the network is great. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, I would love, I would love to see that in person. That would be so much fun. So much fun. You know, just to hear the stories because the way he tells the stories, like he doesn't even remember them really until he starts saying them out loud. Yeah. Pretty much. So it's, and I actually liked Holy Foley. As stupid and silly and off the wall as reality TV is, and I usually hate it, I actually really enjoyed that show. Yeah, me too. So, yeah, that, that was a lot of fun. Um, do you have any favorite female performers? Yeah, well, that's another thing about Mick. He's always seemed like a proponent for women's wrestling. Like, he's always been really, seemed like he was trying to push it forward rather than hold it back. Um, Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, if I remember correctly, he was, wasn't he the one that put Lakel on TV back in the day? Like, wasn't he, he a producer and said, these girls need to be on TV? Yeah. If I, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I love women's wrestling. I, I remember watching... Uh, I watch a lot of Shimmer and stuff, but I think aside from Becky, if I don't count Becky Lynch, it was an well, easy. Well, of course you count Becky Lynch. Lynch. I mean, you're in here with me and you're doing the show. If you don't <laughs> count Becky Lynch, there's something wrong with you. Well, of course so, you. So of course I mean, Becky is, her. she's one of the best ever. She's got to be, in, and, in, in 10 years, people are going to look back and count her on the, uh, the Mount Rushmore of women's wrestling. Oh, they absolutely are. I mean, we talked about that when, you know, if there's a Mount Rushmore and they have male and female faces, like it goes oh, yeah. rock, it goes rock, Hogan, Flair, Lynch, and probably Cena, probably are the four faces that I would put on there. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I one hundred percent agree with you there. Um, and for you, I didn't even think about it. Like I talked about it all mine, but for you, you must have a really special connection with her as well, being Irish. So you probably got to see her work a lot in the UK because it wasn't that far for her to travel. And like you said, you watched Simmer, which I know that's where she started as Rebecca Knox. See, unfortunately, I never got to see any of that. Like the first exposure I had to her was as Becky Lynch. But of course, I immediately fell in love and immediately said, how do I find this stuff? Because this, yeah. this girl's amazing. But for you, you probably experienced a lot of that. Um live so yeah yeah I definitely see why you have that connection with her yeah yeah it was nice to see somebody who it was her and Paige. i remember seeing a lot oh yeah yeah um, oh, but, i always forget about them she was her manager for a while there wasn't she yeah her, her and her mom didn't she manage their tag team yeah if i remember correctly yeah so yeah, yeah they was, worked together it was it was interesting and you could tell that women that were there was going to be a change in how women were presented in wrestling when they when they were moving up. It's just. I'm I'm so speaking about Paige. I'm so gutted over what happened to her. Like she yeah. was so young and so soon, and we never got to see that mega feud. Like everybody wants to see Paige versus Becky, and we never got to see it from a WWE standpoint. Anyway, we never got to see it. 
No, I think it could have been huge. It could have been amazing to see those work together in a big feud when they were both in their like healthiest. I just, I mean, it would have been great. It would have been great. Yeah, they teased it like way back in the day when Paige was like, "Oh, you're the least important one," and you know, back during the PCP days, like they yeah. they teased that a little bit, but it never went anywhere because, unfortunately, all the focus was on Charlotte. You, you know, I look back at those days and I get so angry, but then I can't stay angry for very long because if she wasn't didn't have all those hardships and wasn't so driven, like the man would have never happened. We never would have got that moment with her slapping Charlotte across the face and the whole skyrocket, like that never would have happened had it not been for the fans forcing WWE to see what was there. So I can't get too mad, but there are some elements of that era, and that's one, like the fact that we never got Paige versus Becky is definitely one that I'm like, oh, God, why didn't we get that match? Yeah, no, that would have been a, a nice thing to see. Yeah, for sure. So besides Becky, anybody else like Trish or Lita or? I I remember liking them back when we were, we watched it at that time. Um, I'm a big fan of Asuka, so I'm very happy. Oh uh, yeah, Asuka. See what oh. she's done. I mean, for people that I, I always say this because there's some people even to this day. It's like, what is the deal with Asuka? I just don't get Asuka because they just now figured out how to put her. Um, how to put her over on the main roster. Like you need to go back and watch her NXT run. You need to get on the network and watch that NXT run when she was undefeated for, for well over a year. And it was, it was some of the most exciting things I've ever seen in the ring, not just from female wrestling, like some of the greatest matches I've ever seen period or matches that she wrestled. Yeah. So I'm, I, and I love the, you know, the crazy, you know, funny Oscar that they're doing now. So I'm hoping we'd see more of that now, that she's the Raw Women's Champion. I really am. Because people need to see how good she is. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. And, you know, you talked about Randy. I didn't mean to gloss over him. Uh, so many memories of him as well, you know, Mega Powers, Snap into a Slim Jim. <laughs> Like, you know, monster trucks, um, the even the terrible thing he did with um, at the end of his WCW run with that terrible outfit. <laughs> you know, there so many memories of of him. And just I, I, of course, Liz. I mean, you can't think of Randy without thinking of Liz and the the terrible tragedy there. My God, yeah. I, I just it makes me so sad every time I think about it. But yeah, Randy is one of the greatest performers to ever live, for sure. He was so much fun. I even loved his commentary when they were forcing him to do commentary in WWF back in the day. It was, I thought he was great. Yeah, it was a unique voice. I like I liked him on commentary. He was actually, the first wrestling match I ever watched was Randy Savage. So I think that's got a, one of the reasons it's always stuck with me. He was my kind of door into being a fan. Yeah, well, that's funny because that's why Chris Jericho is my favorite male because that was the first match I ever saw was actually a match between him and Mick, actually. Oh, wow. It was um, on ECW. And you can find it on the Breaking the Code Behind the Walls of Chris Jericho DVD. So if you have that DVD, that 
matches on there that was the very first wrestling match I ever saw all the way through. And that's cool. Back when he was Lionheart. Lionheart, yes. Yeah. So I, you know, that, that I understand fully what you mean about you pick your favorite from your first exposure to this awesome world. Yeah. I know that's true for my my friend who's here a lot of the time and you've seen me do countless videos Jamie loves Taker. That's why Taker is her favorite because that was the first memory she has was Undertaker. Yeah. So that that definitely is a thing that happens to people. Yeah, that's interesting. 100%. Uh, Gene leaves a couple more comments and then I'm going to have to let Chris go. Not I'm probably going to keep talking to him for a while if he's down, but I might have to end the podcast on him go just so I don't have an extra hard podcast for people to listen to. Because if I keep going, this could be a three-hour podcast, and I don't think people want that. <laughs> so, um, but we do have a couple more comments that Gene left here. Oh, skipped one. Sorry. Um, Legend, 400 days as champion. Yes. Yes. I mean, that's... People say what they want to say about the end, but they can't really complain about the end now, can they? Because we know why she was away toward the end there. So they can't really complain about her not defending the title toward the end and her last match being a Mania. But uh, did you know, actually, again, this is me not presuming that you've heard every one of my shows. Did you know that she actually saw my Becky 365 video that I made? Yeah. Her? Yeah, I saw that. I thought it was amazing. I think that's so cool. Yeah. So I was, so, you know, it seemed like Becky, yeah, it was, it was amazing. And I love it. But I did, it seemed like Becky 365 and then Becky 397 was like a week apart. <laughs> it just seemed to go really fast. Yeah. But yeah, it ended up being 400 days by the time she, um, it ended up being 400 days. By the time she had to surrender at Tosca, so that that I don't I don't know if that'll ever be duplicated. To be honest, I don't know if there'll ever be another woman that they're like we can keep the title on one woman for that long. Because as many reigns as Charlotte's had, she wins them and drops them. Yeah, you know she doesn't just run with the title. No. So I I don't know if we'll ever see that again. No, maybe not. I'm not sure. There's. Certainly nobody I can think that they do it with at the moment. Not now. Maybe maybe Oscar <laughs> if Oscar catches fire, we'll see. Yeah. But Becky never got the match against Stephanie that she wanted. No. No, she never did. She owes Stephanie that receipt for almost costing her that main event at WrestleMania, of course, putting our friend Stephanie Hypes, the Becky Lynch hype woman over during backstage. She never did get that match. That's that sucks. She she could have got a great match out of Stephanie. Yeah, I, I think she could have for sure. And um, it was so sad. Oh my god, the tears started falling again yesterday when Stephanie congratulated her and Seth and Becky was like, "This is normally when I would say let's fight because <laughs> you know she never got that fight." And I was just like, "Oh god, yeah, tears." It would have been good. It would have been a big. Pay per view match. Yeah. This time, there's still time. We never know. There is still time, and people want to dog Stephanie as a wrestler, but I think she's okay considering she's never supposed to be one. And she's just one because she's a McMahon. I, th I think she does a fairly decent job. 
in the ring. Yeah. yeah, she's had some entertaining matches. I loved her match that she had against uh, Brie. I thought that was yeah. fantastic. Yeah. And I normally don't even like the Bellas from an in-ring standpoint. No. No, I, I, like I, the... I remember that match. It's a good match. Yeah. Um, and then she comments again, I think just because she didn't think I saw it. She says, Becky always won that match against Stephanie Boss <laughs> Lady. Yeah, she did. She did. And then I think this will be the last one of the show. She says for her, it goes back to when she was a child loving wrestling. So that's awesome. You know, I remember I do have memories of of uh, wrestling as a child, but it was never a thing that I latched onto. But it was a thing my grandfather was into. So I would, you know, have it on the background a lot when I visited my grandparents. Um, but it wasn't until my grandfather passed away, actually. My papa, as I called him, he passed away. And that was when I saw that that Jericho Foley match. And I felt like, okay, he's passing his love and, and passion on to me, like making sure it stays in the family. My my family's always said that. So I don't think that was an accident no. at all. But I remember him talking about, like, he named my Aunt Violet, even though her name was Violet. He named her after Vita Purple, the really old-school women's wrestler from back in the wow 50s, 40s, something like that. Yeah, he named her after her. So he always had a real love and a real obsession. I know, Pablo, you're probably up there listening to every one of these shows, so hope I'm doing you proud up there. But yeah, he always he that's definitely where I get it from. Did you awesome. just fall into wrestling yourself or did you get it from some a love from someone or, or no did, or did Victoria get a love from someone or did it just sort of happen or Yeah, so I started watching it in I think I was about eight years old. Um and I just kind of stumbled across it. It was just a thing. <clears throat> the first time I watched it was I just got obsessed straight away. It just hit me because um, I was never really into a lot of sports. I like some. I like ice hockey. I like things like that. But I mean, I was never really into a lot of British UK sports. So when pro wrestling came along, it was just, yeah. And Victoria, that was one of the reasons we met was our love of wrestling actually linked us together. And we uh, that is awesome. Yeah. Reasons, so, yeah. I got to try and convince her to be sitting here with you next time. Maybe that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, that'd be cool. I I had no, I had no idea that she was such a big fan. Who's, who who drew her in? Do you remember? Yeah, so I think Kane was one of her favorites, and she's a big Triple H fan. She always enjoyed him as a and I'm a, I actually I'm a big fan of his uh, wrestling. So uh, yeah, I think was, and she was a big she was a big Lita fan at the time uh, when we met. Uh, but she loves uh, Becky and um, Asuka as well. Well, that's yeah, we have that in common. I've seen her; she's commented on plenty of my my love for Becky stuff that I've done. So yeah, yeah. his wife is an awesome, awesome lady, and I really miss you guys on YouTube. That's why I was sort of subtly like, I'm going to teach them about <laughs> Streamyard because they need to get back to do, doing their thing. Because th there are so many, there are not many channels like back in the day. People used to meet each other through YouTube, but now it's like all big celebrities and all channels that make a bunch of money. Like it's yeah. not the same YouTube anymore that no. we love. So I, if nothing else, do it on Facebook, make Facebook exclusive live videos or something. 
you know, yeah. if you don't want to do YouTube, like, cause I, I miss that interaction, that community, but yeah, your, your wife is an awesome lady. And, you know, I don't say that obviously in any other way, but friendship, but I think it's just an awesome, yeah, awesome you. person. Thank you. Um, But yeah. And um, I know that she probably, when this first hit, she probably it hit her harder than the most because of her physical struggles that you both have. So yeah, that must, that must be, that must have been hard. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just working from home and trying to get through. Uh, this is just every day is a different day. I don't know. It's one of those things we've got to try and get through and try and think positively when we can. And Yeah. Well, that's yeah. great. And that's what everybody should do. And then Jean with one more comment and then I'm sorry, Jean, but you, you're just going to have to stop because we got to go because this is going to be crazy amount of editing for the audio version. She says, my dad raised me wow. on it when I was six years old. And that's awesome. That's awesome that you have uh, parents that, that are into it as well. I wish my yeah. parents would have picked it up from my papa because it would have made things so much easier than having them laugh at wrestling or, you know, roll their eyes when sure. wrestling's on. That would have been so much better. You know, I always have to, I struggle on the rare times that WWE and now maybe AEW at some point as well might come in town, but I always struggle when, when there's shows to go to because I have to convince people to go with me because I don't have that wrestling friend or buddy to latch onto here. Yeah. It sucks. But, yeah. And for me, in my situation, I don't feel comfortable going out in public alone. Even if it's somewhere I've been a hundred times, I just don't go out in public alone because you just don't know people. You don't no. know what's going to happen. And you don't know, especially for me, you don't know if people are going to hear <clears throat> my voice without a microphone and going and getting out of the way and stuff like that. So yeah. it's always something I'm worried about. So maybe someday, somehow, like we can meet up for a pay-per-view or, or a show. Like if you ever come to America, that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, that'd be amazing. I'd love to do that. WrestleMania. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, that yeah. How, that is everybody's dream, right? To go yeah. to WrestleMania. And I mean, you know, last year, I I did everything I could for like two months. I was like, somebody's got to get me to this WrestleMania main event. Some, somebody's got to get me to this WrestleMania main event. Unfortunately, it never happened, but yeah, that would have been it's probably a good thing because I Cried for about forty-five minutes straight after it was over. So yeah, yeah it was so much, so much emotion there. But yeah, yeah I'm gonna um, sign off the air and then keep talking to you just so the people can go on about their day. But I appreciate every one of my listeners. You know, I came back to doing this thing after almost a year away because of technical issues before I found Streamyard and everybody's just really come back in waves. So I can't tell you how much I appreciate each and every one of you out there because you see numbers like, you know, a thousand some odd people watching you. You don't know if it's actually a thousand some odd people watching you, but, but you know, I have that and I have my new deadly community that I'm now a part of. It's been so much fun. I'm really, really enjoying doing this show and being back to creating. So everybody, thank you so much. And especially for me deciding to go by my, real name now and not hide behind a uh, character and moniker was, was a big decision as well. Yeah. So, and the fact that that's worked out 
really well for me. I really, really appreciate that. So again, thank you everybody for being here. But Chris, where can people find you online? Like read some of your awesome articles or if you decide to do videos or are you open to people friending you on social media? Like plug whatever you want to plug as we sign off here. Yeah, so you can find me on, I'm on Twitter at writer C Cummings. Um, you can follow me there. I post there quite regularly. Um, Chris Santoria is the name of our YouTube channel. We don't have any content up there. It's privatized at the minute, but if we do come back to do live shows, um, then yeah, feel free to subscribe and, and watch stuff. We were doing a lot of videos at one point. so They were doing a lot of videos. I think it was probably just the wall, the kids wall that made you yeah. worried about not doing content, right? Yeah, mostly that, mostly that. So it'd be nice to come back. We've been considering it lately, so. Yeah, yeah. it definitely has calmed down a lot, yeah. a whole lot. So, oh, we have one more comment. People just don't want to let us go today. <laughs> one more comment coming in. Um, Black Adam says, great stream, guys. Enjoyed. Well, thank you very much for that, Black. Thank you, man. Um, in interact with us next time. Always love hearing from people. So for me, you guys know the drill for the show. It's at In Ring Reality everywhere. Twitter, now live on Facebook, and of course the YouTube channel's been around for a while. And, you know, I did keep the reality name for In Ring Reality because, come on, that just sounds like a wrestling podcast. Yeah. It just sounds like a wrestling podcast. So couldn't get rid of it there. So follow the show everywhere. Um, it's at Josh Rosowski. It's everywhere except for the Becky Lynch Instagram fan page. It's, of course, deadly. Becky Lynch is the GOAT. Uh, it's going to be hard to keep that up going forward. But we're going to try. We're going to try. Yeah. Um, so as always, you know, follow the show. Subscribe to the show. Hit me up everywhere if you have media ideas. Always appreciate it. And as I always like to say, life is only as good as what you choose to make it to be. So make the choice to go out and do something great today.